Welcome to Frugal Fundamentals, our virtual workshop series where we provide resources and information for athletes to succeed in and out of sports. This is our learning series that focuses on different themes athletes can use and apply to their own financial playbooks. These are live interactive workshops and we hope you like them. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, back again, Frugal Fundamentals. Today we got one of my good buddies, uh, Michael Crocker. Uh, he's good by, he goes by Mike. Uh, we're going to talk about storytelling. Uh, he's one of the best in the game when it comes to helping athletes tell their story um, through media. Uh, so we're excited to have him on. So let me just put this up. Frugal Fundamentals with... And for anyone that's tuned in, we've been doing this for quite some time, uh, basically virtual workshops um, to help athletes in terms of, you know, what they can do to leverage their platform, um, whether it's financially or career wise. Um, you know, content storytelling is something that's really big right now. Um, so we definitely want to tap in with one of the best in the game to do it. Story telling. The only thing about frugal fundamentals is like making these posts. Okay, so pin comment. Got a couple people already on. Just wait for Mike to get on and we'll start. There we go. Perfect. Those that are new, let me set this up. Yeah, so for those that are new to Frugal Fundamentals, this will be repurposed YouTube audio version. Uh, we just do this every week, every Wednesday live, um, whether it's on IG Live or we'll do it via Zoom or like live webinar. So we got Mike coming on shortly. Questions are open too. So this is your chance to ask questions if you're really big on storytelling. What up, Mike? What's up, man? How you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. How's everything going? Good, man. Good. Uh, COVID, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, I appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy man. Oh, of course, bro. Of course. Happy to help out, man. Yeah. So let's uh, let's take them back, man. Let's give them some context to you as a person. Like, how you got your start? Like, how you how you Mike? <laughs> man, man. Uh, it's it's always a work in progress for sure. You know, I think that's where it. it that's a constant thing. You know, it's always crazy. I, I think uh, Steve Jobs says it, you know, like you connect the dots looking backwards, right? Yeah. So if you think, I, I didn't really pick this stuff up, you know, uh, video production, storytelling, none of this until until college. When I, I injured my foot, broke my ankle, um, played D3 ball, uh, didn't get to, you know, any, any high levels like yourself, but D3 ball was the best ball of my life. Played at, at um I would say the best four years uh, in my life and in, in high school, basically. Um, it, did, it didn't compare to high school at all, but basically my second year in there, I felt really good and uh, ended up breaking my ankle. And, and as a result, I have to, you know, a little bit of free time and I was messing around with video production. And um, I don't know if you know about Casey Neistat. Uh, yeah. He, so back then um, he was making a lot of stuff and he was someone I always like really looked up to from a creative standpoint. 
And when I found out that he was self-taught and really just kind of, you know, figure things out on his own through creating content, um, not only was I inspired, I started to ask myself a couple questions of like, if he can do it, you know, then, then maybe I could try to do it. Plus, my school had a, a bunch of equipment just laying around. And my work study at the time was working in sports marketing, where we would create a bunch of, you know, video content and stuff like that. And the equipment's right there, you know, and... Yeah. and and it's like, all right, let's make use of it, right? And we're not talking like DSLR cameras. We're talking like, you know, the DV, like, you know, um, the tapes, really. Yeah. Um, and uh, it all kind of evolved from there, man. Um, I, I would say that probably my junior year in college, my, my buddy actually fractured his, uh, his vertebrae. And um, from there, you know, he saw that I was messing around with video content uh, kind of for fun. And uh, you know, he, he started a nonprofit organization and had a bunch of um, things that he wanted to start up and asked if I wanted to make a video to help support that organization and that nonprofit. Yeah. And uh, I did that and kind of saw the result from that. And from there, I was like, all right, this video stuff is uh, can be pretty serious. You know, you can actually generate a very tangible result when you create visuals that can be used as, um, you know, something that you show at a dinner or something you use as outreach and um, from there, I started taking it a bit more seriously. Um, but no, I didn't go to school for it. I went to YouTube University for it. <laughs> no, I respect. And can you talk about that? Because you talked about, you know, going D3. And yeah, it's yeah. important, you know, right now, college sports is, is really being talked about. Um, whether it's yeah. D1, D2, D3, NAIA, junior college. Yeah. Can you talk about the fact that you have this platform to take advantage of the resources, you know, whether it's the Facts. cameras, that you guys were provided or just the opportunity of being a student athlete? I got to give a major shout out to my coach, my uh, AAU coach, uh, Coach Eric. He was somebody that always pushed, um, you know, go to a four-year, go to, go to college, because really what that represents is an opportunity. Um, and, and what that means is like, you know, for me, you know, it's, it's so interesting. We get caught up in D1. We get up caught up. Like, I wanted to play UCLA. Like, that was my thing. Like, I, I don't know what it was. I want to play UCLA. And that was, like, something that was in my head ever since, like, you know, a fifth grader, right, when I picked yeah. it up. And then my, my uh, AU coach was like, look, man, like, if, if what you've built is really kind of a body of work, uh, you, you travel, you, you play some ball, you played some, uh, you know, you, you've been on a, a high school team that where you have uh, – been on all league honors and stuff like that does you may not be a d1 athlete but a d3 school will pick you up right so you still get tied to the sports at a, at a top level and you get a good academic um, education at the same time um you know i, I think the misconception of a d3 is that like you know it's so like it's almost like intramural um yeah. this was not at all um it was such a you know the, the whole city rallied around you and uh, it was an absolute best experience of my life, and there's some great resources, and I don't regret it at all. Um, just to be able to have opportunities and um, develop, you know, friendship and bond, and and uh, you know, interact with the professors. That, you know, yeah, it was great, man. It was great. No, I, I don't important. know if that answered your question at all, but uh, I can get into no, more I details. Think it definitely, it definitely does answer your question. It answer the question is because there's so much value in you know a student athlete, you know, you were able to take some yeah. of the principles that you learned, you know, being able to play sport at an elite level, it doesn't matter if it's D3, D2, D1, you know, right. so many people can do that. Um, so you graduate after four years. Um, yeah. Now you decide to, to get your master's in YouTube University. Talk about <laughs> the transition from student athlete to now you're in the corporate space, 
doing oh, bro. doing all this? Man, you know it's funny, man. Like all my friends are out there getting uh, management jobs. Uh, this is like my senior year, right? You go into like your third, the third quarter, like the, you know, towards the end of the senior year, everyone's yeah. talking about where they landed, where they landed. This reminds me of high school, right? When senior year, <laughs> when everyone's talking about where they landed, like, oh, yeah. I ended up at this university, whatever it is. And uh, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I didn't land anywhere, man. I'm, I'm you know, I, I failed all interviews. Like I wasn't doing great. I wasn't the best at doing interviews. A couple of them, I got to the final rounds. Yeah. And uh, I remember sitting there, I'm like, hmm, we'll see what the heck's going to happen here. I really don't know. And um, again, I, during this time, I've been hitting the, uh, the, the schools, had a bunch of computer, man, computers laying right there in the basement of the library. Nobody touches them. You're talking like the top max, like the best max. Yeah. No one is in the room, bro. And you got like 12 of them right there. And I just went there every single night, man. Like every single night I would edit. I would learn something on YouTube and I would just apply it. I would take the camera. I would film the football team when they're in season, film the uh, foot, the baseball team when they're in season. Um, hopefully no one ever finds those videos. Uh, but, you know, because I didn't really know what I was doing. But I was just trying and trying to practice things, right? Um, so... Basically, at that time, I, I uh, didn't get a job. I was working at the school, and the school marketing department eventually saw that I was making content for the football team. And uh, the football team, I, I had a good relationship with the coach. The coach always let me in, and we would just film whatever. You know, free, you know, this kid's giving me free marketing, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, so eventually the marketing uh, department was like, all right, we should do, like, some sports video work. Uh, we can bring them on. So I ended up staying at the school for a few months, basically creating sports content for the school. Um, and that's really where my passion, like, just absolutely just took off. Like, I'm like, wow, in real time, I get to travel with the football team for however many weeks it is. And I get to try things out and uh, I'm going to pay for it. Like, it was kind of cool at the time. So um, that was essentially my first job out of, out of college. Until my friend, um, you know, asked me, uh, hey, do you want to come back out, out west to California, where I'm originally from? And do you want to work at this tech startup and, you know, use your business management degree? So I'm sitting there, I'm like, dipping my toes into this, like, sports marketing, uh, this, this video work, right? Yeah. It's, like, fun. But I mean, in my head, the narrative is like, oh, this is not a real job. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, it, you know. It, it's crazy now because, like, as you, as you, as you know, like, sports content video production is paramount you need that with every every entity and i want to take it back before i i, I ask the next question um yeah. you know you talk about your qualities from being a student athlete you know being able to like dive in and learn and like grind yeah. going to the computer every day um i think yeah. athletes can apply that you know anything they do you know specifically learn about finances whatever like building mm building whatever you need to do. Like I've learned so much just a lot, like learning and doing than just like trying to learn and then figure it out and ask somebody, you know, yeah, you know, it's crazy. Dip your toes in. Like what that is, bro, is reps, literally the same thing as reps, like as what you do on the field and what you do when nobody's watching are reps, right? Like, so it shows up on the field. It also shows up in the work that you put out, That's right? True. So it shows up in the finances. You make smarter financial decisions when you put in those reps. So it's like applies across the field and like going back to like what I was saying too is like um, not to get on a whole nother path, but like I was low key thinking like, as I think on it now, bro, just after talking to you that a lot of the, the sports work I was doing back then was because I missed not, uh, playing basketball. 
You know what I mean? Like I missed the sport. So it was like being able to channel the actual, you know, being able to channel, um, I guess that, that love for the game through a different medium was kind of like what it actually was now that I think about it. Uh, but anyway, that's, <laughs> I went backwards after you were. No, no, you're good. I think it's, it's important to, you know, talk about the full ecosystem around, you know, video production, storytelling, because, you know, you've been it. You, you've been an athlete. Now you're doing it on the other side, you know, behind the lens. Talk about what it takes to make a good story. You know, we see sports mm. content all throughout, you know, YouTube, HBO, Showtime, Stars, TV. Um, what makes a good story? Bro, it, it, a loaded question, but at the same time, it's not. And, and when you start to ask yourself that question as like a creative, it's hard to watch those type of things ever again because you're like, oh, how do they do that? Oh, okay. Oh, now they're talking about like how they're overcoming this or yeah. the characters now face with, you know, so it's like you're watching something not purely for enjoyment anymore. So what I'm basically saying is like it breaks down into like people, places, um, you know, kind of what the core takeaway is. Um, but if you think about it, it's the people and the challenges that that they have to overcome. Like any story that is actually worth watching is somebody that wants something, a character that wants something, and there's an obstacle in their way from allowing them to achieve it, period. That's literally all it is. It's like, you know, any, any movie, bro, it could be a documentary, it could be a Batman movie, it could be, um, you know, MJ literally just wanting the Chicago Bulls to get the respect that they deserve. Like if you think about episode one of The Last Dance, all the dude wanted, he's like, Remember that interview? He's just like, yeah. he's, he's a fresh rookie, right? Like, you know, what, what do you think the purpose is for you, you know, wanting to be here? And you think there's a, there's a deep uh, underlying thing for you that's driving you. And all he says is, um, I just want the Chicago Bulls and, and this team to get the, rec the uh, respect it deserves. So he, that's what he wants, right? So yeah. what are all the obstacles to getting that? Every single team he has to face, every single injury that he overcomes, every single um, – you know, political situation going on in the organization. That's what makes that entire docu-series a docu-series. Otherwise, if we just cut to the chase, it's, there's no story, right? So yeah. another way to think about story is like a super well-organized, it's like a, a super well-organized of missing, organized series of events of missing information. You think about that for a second, right? So it's like, That's it leaves things... You think about that, right? Yeah. It takes it, it keeps things like open ended a little bit. So like you know, you know, you like you talk about cliffhangers, right? You, yeah. you end up going on a Netflix binge. Why? Because there's unanswered questions. There's missing pieces of information in the entire story that goes untold. So as a viewer, you're consumed with it because what's going on in your head psychologically, and I hope this doesn't ruin every you know, everyone's viewing experience because now you're gonna be not watching things to watch things. You're like, <laughs> Oh, they they just did that me you know um but it's like because you're trying to figure out the answers based on the quote like the clues that the director that the entire production team you know uh the yeah, yeah that the the clues that they're leaving out for you to try to solve so a really great a really great piece a really great story um engages an audience in that way where you're left trying to figure out what that you know what what the events mean and, okay. and most of the time, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean like it's handed to you. It's up, it's up for interpretation there. No, that's, that's a great breakdown. And, it, and you see athletes, you know, whether it's, you know, doing their documentaries about their life or, you know, trying to create video content. How do you get them to think like that when mm. 
they want to kind of be different because if everyone has like whether it's a YouTube channel or like a video platform or a media company, how can they kind of set themselves apart within the story? Oh yeah, man. Um, so for an athlete, so basically you're asking like for an athlete that wants to tell their story, how can they stand out? Exactly. Yeah, man. I mean, it really starts with knowing who you are, you know, and, and understanding like what it is that you stand for. So it's, it's a lot of brand work, really like deep, deep, meaningful work mm-hmm. because, um, you know, you think about like some of the top athletes and if they, if they post something and, and you know, it's like there, there's, there's a, there's an engagement there immediately. But at the same time, like, um, I don't know, man, I, I think that the biggest thing comes down to understanding what it is that drives you and just okay. oh, showing up consistently um, in a way that is authentic. And these are all buzzwords, dude. I know it. I already know I'm, yeah, that's what everyone's thinking. These are all buzzwords, consistency, authenticity, all that stuff. But I, I just feel like at the same Sometimes time. Sometimes you got to drive it home, though, you know? Sometimes you got to drive points, these principles home. Facts, man. And, like, and honestly, like where my head's at right now is like, there's a there's an inner compass like when you have that inner compass and you're not necessarily doing it for um you know for an external reason mm-hmm. um that's when a lot of the stuff good stuff comes out um that's when a lot of the people start to take notice you know like oh wow this guy's really up to something you know this um you know you're moving you you know you can you can feel when that person's moving in a different way right so mm-hmm. um i the first question i would i would ask if i were that athlete is you know, what, what is it that drives me? And, you know, what is it that I want to be remembered for? Um, and, and what type of impact do I want to have? And I think, you know, when you kind of get, get there in that way, um, yeah, I, I, I can probably say a lot more, but I feel like that's kind of what's top of mind right now for me. No, that's cool. So yeah. I want to talk about it because, like, I've seen your setup. And for, for context, uh, you know, Mike's one of the best in the game. He's going to be humble. But he's been able to work <laughs> with me on a number of different projects. Sudden Death, shameless plug, make sure you check that out. Um, but he's worked with a number of different athletes. You have, like, the sickest setup. Like, I can't even pronounce some of the cameras you have. But for someone that's just starting out, whether it's, like, iPhone, like, regular camera, <laughs> it's more important the story or is it more important, like, like making this like edits and stuff look cool as well that i think you know the answer to that <laughs> i know but, i think it's it's all story bro it's all but story. even like so like like you talked about like the bigger time athletes like that have full-on production right 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 and like someone like myself or someone else is like all right trying to like kind of get some of that market share oh, i see i see yeah yeah it's like how do you compete with that it's like it's still story 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 you know, it's it. Uh, there's like an element of both. Like, I feel like there's always like, if you have a good mix of someone that knows what he's doing, and then a good mix of the story, like that's a great mm-hmm. equation there. Um, and at the same time, you know, the story is always is always gonna win. You know, um, if someone's talking about something completely random, that that I mean, I, I mean, it's really our duty if you think about it, like for content to serve an audience without yeah. losing yourself, right? It, without losing yourself in that. And it's, it's crazy, right? Right. You hear about some of the vlogger stories where uh, they have to end up quitting because they go through like a depression or something like that. I think that's because you get, f- they got further and further away from who they were. Yeah. Right. From, and because they were purely just thinking about what will this audience like, or what would this, you know, what would retain my, you know, it takes away from what brought them there in the first place. Um, so if you think about gear, yeah, you know, gear, I think is important to an extent. Um, 
But I think more so why it is that you're creating content in the first place is the most important thing. So, so, so think about that, number one. Um, okay. As you get better over time, you know, like, there is really no excuse these days. Like, you know, you got, you got, you got an iPhone and um, <laughs> there really is no excuse at, the, at yeah, this point. You got some free editing stuff. Yeah, man, get, get on the iPhone, just get started. And, it, you know, and I say all these things to say, like, at the same time, um, don't feel that you, you don't have anything to say. Because that's usually that gap, right? You're like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Oh, but the equipment, I don't have that. Right? Yeah. Or it's like, I, I know that I have an iPhone. And then it's like, but I don't really have anything to say. Right? So it's like, you need, if you get out of those two roadblocks, you just get going and you fall in love with the process with a strong like purpose and meaning why you're doing it in the first place, things start to evolve. And, uh, from my experience, at least, things start to evolve for you. And then you also start to attract more of the, the resources and people around you um, to continue your mission. You get better over time, like you said. Yeah. Okay, so I want to switch yeah. it up a little bit. Um, actually, before I do, um, if you were to tell, suggest like different apps or different products for someone to you know, start off with, you know, you met, you mentioned iPhone, uh, but what's some other like apps that you use to help you kind of take it to the next level? Oh yeah. Um, well, I started in iMovie. Um, actually I started in windows movie maker, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I mean, my first video I ever made was a, was a basketball recruiting video, uh, to get myself to that D3 college. Um, but yeah, you know, apps, you know, if you're getting started, you, YouTube University, yeah. get in there and start typing in video uh, equipment. There's a bunch of free editing softwares. The thing is like, you just gotta get your hands dirty going into that software. And the next thing you start, to, you can then jump. Like I, I use Final Cut Pro 10 a lot, but I also use Premiere Pro and it's very much so the same, like same fundamentals. Um, so uh, Premiere Pro, huh? at this point, yeah. Um, and there's, you know, it takes a lot less time to do uh, okay. some things. Um, but yeah, if you want to get into editing Premiere Pro, Final Cut Pro 10, um, I, I, you know, you got to have some cloud storage, Dropbox, Google Drive. Um, I'm trying to think what else, you know. I mean, I got a bunch of gear. Um, but as far as apps, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm, I think I'm also, I love Asana. I can't live without Asana. Um, oh, yeah, the Project Workflow is top notch. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I found that, to be incredible, probably more important, way more important. Um, that organization is everything, you know, when it comes to content creation, it comes to, uh, you know, especially content creation. Cause if once you have like really a workflow that you trust and that, you know, is going to be there every single time you're like, all right, you know, on to the next project. I feel comfortable going, going forward with it. Whereas sometimes I feel like I've heard, I've had people reach out and I've heard them say like, Oh, uh, I, I lost my project file and I can't redo the project or, I don't know where all these, these video files are anymore. And, and, be, and just the thought of having to go in and try to figure out how to get that stuff back completely takes away the momentum they had gathered in the first place. Yeah. Um, and I've been there. I've been there. Um, but, you know, the workflow, if you can get that figured out early, happy to share. If anyone's you know, wants to just reach out and ask me how I do that, I'm happy to share it. Um, and also, there's YouTube University, so. <laughs> you might have to. You might. Uh, you might be the dean of uh, YouTube University. But, no, no, I am. I am. They just appointed me. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we got a question that's coming in. What are the most important keys in telling a story that's captivating? Oh man, bottom line, it's 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 the obstacle and the challenge. 
you know, I'm in the process of working on my first like short doc and I'm super excited because I feel like I've been kind of tested, uh, testing myself in, in creating a full like 12 minute piece, um, mm -hmm. that, that keeps cap keeps it captivating. Um, and that's, I'm, I'm super excited about that. But, um, if you think about the elements, you have people, right? Are your character, what, what does your character desire? What does your character truly want? And then you talk about the plot points, like what are the challenges that they have to overcome? And when you think about the challenges that they have to overcome and the obstacles they have to overcome, what you're talking about there is really like the human experience. So what, what part of the human experience like are they going through that gets emotional resonance from the audience, right? That's, I think yeah. that's super huge because, you know, sports is literally a backdrop of life. Like you have an opponent, whether that's yourself or that's the other team but that's the refs being, being a, you know, you know what, yeah. um, but you know, whatever it is, like um, it, you have those plot points where you have, to, you have to overcome that obstacle, that challenge. And then you have like the core takeaway, you know, um, if you were to present with the core takeaway or like kind of the, the, the purpose behind the piece initially off the bat, what's the point of watching it in the first place? Um, so one thing that, that I've, I've seen is like, one thing I struggled with when I first got into this, I'm like, all right, let's just go out and shoot and then we'll figure it out in the edit. And I still have a little bit of element of that, <laughs> to be honest. But um, now it's more like, think about uh, the result, work with the end in mind. And that's, you know, that's, you know, for my personal projects, I sometimes will just go out and shoot because I want to get the craft going. Yeah. But, you know, for clients and anything like that, there's no way you can do that at all. But um, no, that's so, a great piece. And I, I remember you telling me something about like, always make sure you have the hero's journey when you tell your story. Yeah. And then you talked about always think about with the result in mind. I think that can be applied with anything, you know, whether you're telling, you're telling your story through content, you know, whether you're, you know, you're thinking about your career from a longevity standpoint, yeah. or even like, you know, just like financially, you know, always want to have the result in mind. Man. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a straight up fact. And also I'm curious too, from, you know, what, what are your, uh, your, your passion for constantly, um, learning about finance, you know, come, come for you. What was that moment? So for me, it was when I saw the 30 for 30 broke documentary and I was like, these are NBA and NFL guys and, you know, playing soccer in the States. We don't really have, uh, we're not, we're not getting compensated nearly as much as them. And mm. I, knew I couldn't play soccer forever, but how can I use my career to help me, you know, live a long life, you know, financially stable and being able to leverage my platform that's what it was all about you know being you know genuinely curious of other athletes that can give me a roadmap yeah. um, that are doing it the right way financially yeah. career-wise that's what it was all about um but so, that, so it was a little that question, bit that's a great yeah, question you put me on the spot <laughs> no, no i was gonna say because like that that's a little bit of like you said it was all nba athletes and nfl athletes right yeah so it was like that element of like Oh, but you know, I'm I'm a I'm a pro soccer player. Like, where are we at? You know, exactly. so it was like the unknown, right? That that drove you to go forward, keep going forward, right? Exactly. So, you know, you think about a story like that right there. Um, as somebody who's experiencing something and seeing like an obstacle or a, an unknown or a curiosity um, drive them, I think that if you think about it, you know, in your piece and your your dog, like that's a uh, that's a desire and a complex desire and a character that someone could, could follow, you know? So, yeah. And once again, shameless plug, make sure you check out sudden death directed by Michael Crocker uh, for athlete production. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So before I let you go, I definitely want to change subjects, the business of, you know, what you do. A lot of people want to get involved in, you know, the sports storytelling, the sports media, the video production, 
Talk yeah. about getting your first athlete client, like what that kind of looked like and, um, and where do you see it going in the future? Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, initially I was working that, that, that full-time job that I told you about when I, when I came back out West, uh, from the Midwest and, uh, saved up enough cash to basically make the jump because I wasn't feeling it over there. I was just like, I need to go figure out and, and tap into this passion that I once had. Um, but yeah, the first, the first like real gig that I had was with an organization, a sports organization that needed a bunch of consistent content, uh, monthly content. And we, and I started thinking like, okay, you know, you can create content to create content, but you know, as an organization, as a business, they were hiring me to help them with video marketing, help them get a result. Okay. So, um, that, at that point I was just thinking like, okay, well, what, you know, how can you create content that also serves a result? And, um, yeah. And, and if you start speaking in those terms versus only thinking about like, all right, what is the, you know, what is the best way to, um, you know, to create this transition or create, the, you know what I mean? Like, don't like, that's not necessarily as far as like in the business of doing this stuff, you got to think about also like the core outcome for the person it is that you serve. Um, so yeah, no, I've, I've been a shooter. Like I've, they've hired me as just like a cinematographer on a couple of shoots in a larger project uh, mm -hmm. for some pro athletes. That's been pretty fun. So I'll charge a day rate in, in, uh, in that case. Um, I've also been involved with a couple other projects where I've done just editing. Um, so I've kind of been doing that freelancer role at the moment. In the future, like I said, I want to keep creating some documentaries, sports documentaries. I still have that passion, that drive. Um, you know, having been an athlete, knowing so much that sport has provided me, uh, the intangibles of like what, you, what we were talking about earlier, the reps of just showing up and, you know, going to the gym and, uh, you know, shooting those shots when nobody's out there. That's the same thing here, you know, getting on YouTube and testing things out and just going out and shooting and, and testing out new things and seeing how that um, completely connects to the larger picture. Um, so the future for me is creating more branded content, sports storytelling content, um, more documentaries that um, inspire people to tap into their full potential. That's the dopest thing for me is when somebody can see a piece that moves them emotionally and gets them to think, like almost kind of put a mirror in your face and be like, all right, um, you know, I, I can kind of see how I, I can overcome this obstacle, uh, you know, in my journey, you know, and that, that's the thing that drives me. And, um, you know, the last chance to you, some of my favorite documentaries um, that, you know, that that's what it does for me myself. So yeah, uh, just, just looking to pass along that stuff, man. No, that's what it's all about. Um, I want to ask another question because, you know, you've talked about, you know, playing a role as an editor, your producer, director, yeah. talk about as you continue to evolve, what does it look like when you guys pitch like a, a company or like a, mm -hmm. a, a brand? Like, how do you guys go about that? Yeah, honestly, man, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still figuring out. So there's a lot of people that are, um, what, you know, I guess you can say ahead of me um, that are, that have had their documentaries bought or backed or sponsored by different organizations. And um, I think right now where I'm at, um, you know, I, I, where I'm at, what I know I can control is the, I know what I know I can control. And then I think I'll, I'll figure out those answers as I move forward based on the, you know, the, the, the actions I take. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, there, there's people, I, I love LinkedIn. You, I mean, I know you're, you love LinkedIn as well. Uh, so it's really, game, game changer. So, you know, I use copper, which is a CRM to basically track out 
a bunch of leads of people that are, you know, might potentially be interested in creating this stuff for their companies, or maybe their companies want to attack, uh, attach um, their name to like, uh, you know, a, a piece of content that I create as well. So it's very much so a work in progress um, in regards to getting people that might want to license out, you know, like a documentary that I create. Um, so that's kind of what I'm still trying to figure out. But at the same time, it's purely a networking thing of just really trying to understand like, all right, you know, how can we help accomplish this goal? Whether that we is like another group of like producers, editors in a larger scheme of things or directly with a client who needs video content, um, you know, whether they need testimonials and stuff like that. So I'm still dabbling into also like business content that helps, uh, you know, fund the passion of creating yeah. sports stories. And I'm also getting a lot of sports um, requests as well. No, that's what it's all about. And then there's a great question that just came in. And I think this is um, on both sides because before, you know, video production and all that was kind of, I don't want to say looked down upon or underrated. And now yeah. it's like every athlete, every company needs it. Um, but still you yeah. have people that are trying to take advantage of services. So how yeah. do you, how, at what point did you realize your worth and how do you present that to the client in what you charge? Because it's a lot of work. Yeah. I've seen you got like four um, hard drives, you got all this equipment, you got to edit it. Yeah. Like it's a lot of work. I, I've tried to edit iMovie stuff. It, I'd rather <laughs> pay someone, you know? So how do you, how do you present that to your clients? Man, it's a lot of education. Um, at the same time, it's also a lot of a, uh, just under like it's a lot of experience man like over time like you just understand like oh okay i didn't like this about this past client i'll know that moving forward um and it also just takes a lot of like um outreach and just checking out like seeing what else is out there and not being afraid of no you know the no um and also not being afraid to say no uh yeah. down the road which i'm actually in the process of also figuring out you know there's stuff i still take on that um you know i'm like all right i'll do it and it may not necessarily feed that passion of sports stocks right now, but I'm doing it because, you know, I know it serves, it's a valuable thing to that client and eventually will, you know, uh, fund me for continuing this thing, which will take over. Right. Yeah. Um, so how do I get, what was the question again? Like, to give it a, no, so, like uh, how did you realize your, your worth and then how do you present that to your clients? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of talking to people in the industry. Um, and then also your confidence just comes through experience. And then also thinking about like actually create a proposal. Like actually, like if you think about it, they're not hiring you because of, I mean, yeah, they're hiring you to an extent of the work that you create, but they're also hiring you because of how you are going to help them. So there's a lot of great content out there. Again, YouTube University that <laughs> talks about like pricing creative, right? I'm going like, to make a shirt and I'll put YouTube University on it and I'm sending it to you. I'm going to buy like a hundred of those. <laughs> Just wear it every day. <laughs> um, but yeah, bro, like, it, it, uh, it, it comes down to like recognizing that, you know, if you're a creative, you gotta, you gotta have an element of business acumen. And I think that's a bit of like, just kind of like, um, having studied business management for a bit, I guess, I guess that's mm -hmm. where it came in. Um, you know, just recognizing that, Hey, look, like this person's hiring you because you're going to, they're going to get a return, um, on their investment. So how do you articulate that? How do you articulate your credibility? How do you communicate how, um, this works with what other marketing objectives that they have, you know? Um, and then just also like packaging it very clearly, like making it very simple. Um, and then also I say all that to say that I also do a lot of free stuff, you know, cause I'm constantly doing stuff that's um, gonna grow that craft and build 
build a confidence and I'm super, super picky on that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, yo, I live in the Bay things are expensive out here and you got to, you know, make sure that you have like a six month emergency, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. You're getting into some finances, right? Like six month <laughs> right. emergency fund, you know, got to max out the Roth IRA, all that stuff. And um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's a bit of juggling, but at the same time, like, I feel like when there's a constant, like, just, um, I don't know, man, this just constant willingness to serve, but at the same time, not lose yourself. Um, and you show up as your best self, knowing that you can serve the person across the table, like, either it gels or it doesn't. And then you talk money and money is not an emotional thing. It just does it work out or does it not. No, that's a great answer. And I really appreciate you taking the time. I think uh, that was a, a great way to close because that applies to anything, you know, as an athlete, as a creative, um, as a business person, you know, you you are what you value yourself, you know, and you got to, you know, take advantage of your time, you know, whether it's yeah. uh, making videos, whether it's playing on the field, whether it's, you know, doing consulting, um, I think it's important. And if you are good at what you do, people will find you and people will be willing to pay. And if they can't pay, they'll find another way. They'll barter, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll compensate in some way, shape or form um, yeah. to show that you are valuable for what you do. And you, you, are, you set yourself apart when it comes to whether it's you make sure that when you say you're going to do a video, you have it within the deadline. And yeah. you, have, you say you give three revisions, you're going to give three revisions. When you say you're going to make a certain edit, you do it that way. Those yeah. things set you apart for the people that want to work with athletes getting into sports content, video content, these things are valuable. You know, people don't want to yeah. wait, um, as you can attest to, um, yeah. it, it just, it just goes a long way. And like yeah. you do one, you do a good job for one athlete, you get referrals and yeah. sometimes you just get, you know, like a retainer or stuff like they, no, they is really it, do that. I mean, it, no, exactly. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, in the process of doing that right now. And, and um, yeah, I, I, again, it comes down to education and then also comes down to like, not just being like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I can do that. Oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. You know, <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, all right, cool. So like you want this and you know, this is what it'll take to do that, you know, yeah. um, but experience, man, just takes time Perfect. as you know. Yeah. Well, well that's and, all and, we and have, man. I got to tell I got to say thank you for everything that you're doing, man. Like you're doing a lot of meaningful, purposeful work for everybody, all athletes out there that are, you know, the finance question for anybody is, is always, you know, a question mark for, for, for a lot of people. Right. So yeah. for you to be able to close that gap, man, and provide this platform man, mad, mad props to you. And, uh, and I appreciate your time, man. No, man, that means a lot. I did not pay him to say that, man, but, um, <laughs> good guy. We're definitely gonna have some things in the works moving forward. So definitely stay tuned. Um, before I let you go, before it cuts us off, let them know where they can find you. Obviously, your your at name is on the the Instagram live, but where can they find you? And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just just hit me on on Instagram or uh, LinkedIn or uh, shoot me an email, Michael at Cropper Video. Um, any questions that you want me to get or answers you want me to get uh, deeper on, I'm more than happy to share. Cause you know I'm just like you, right? Like we all walked this path, and if anything, like we'd love to you know, share any lessons that can help save you time. That's, that's the dopest thing. So just trying to get back, man. No, that's what it's all about. Thanks again, Michael. Uh, it's always a pleasure to connect with you and we'll definitely be in touch very soon. Thanks, uh, man. The audience right. this will also be repurposed on YouTube and podcasts and uh, micro clips recording. Hey, okay. Doing your thing. Doing your thing. Yeah, I'm trying to learn from you, man. You taught me the game. 
Hey, that content repurposing, bro. I see. <laughs> Respect. All right, yeah, man. Have a good one. Later. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. Frugal Fundamentals are originally posted live on our Instagram or private Zoom link. For more information on how you can join our private virtual workshops, check the show notes below. Hey yo, I think we got the same thought. We gon' get it all together for the raindrop. Yeah, help me help you. Sometimes you don't gotta go far to discover the truth.